Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Last Professionals and for Last Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Well, actually, it's not on us today. It's just me. Tustin's on assignment. So guess what, guys? You and me, we're going to have intimate one-on-one. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk about discounting, all right? Because I have some, I think, different opinions. There are a lot of people who feel like you should never discount or somehow it cheapens their brand. And I want to at least propose some ideas for you to think through and maybe you'll at least consider the right situation. Before I do that real quick, guys, though, we do have a promotion. We're giving away a $200 gift card to Amazon at the end of the month. That is this February. And we'll hopefully keep this going on unless uh, unless there's no money in the bank <laughs> and then uh, then we'll stop it but I, I think we're doing okay and I all say guys if you write a review for us on Apple Podcasts and you screenshot it and you send that screenshot to Paul at lastcastpodcast.com then I will enter you into a drawing and you could possibly win a $200 gift card from Amazon. So please go and do that today. We really, really, man, I, I know this for everyone. I, I, from all our friends in the podcast world, when you get reviews, it's like, oh, that's payment for us. That's how we get paid. That helps affirms that we're doing something right and really puts a fire underneath us and keeps us pushing and working hard for you guys. So please go and do that today. We really would appreciate it. And one of you will be a lucky winner and get $200. All right, so let's move on to discounting. Why is discounting bad? Well, I think the biggest thing I hear people say is, you know, you need to charge your worth. And I, I get it. I don't want anyone to feel like, you know, when I'm saying this, a discounting is good that I'm shaming other people who feel like, well, I'm, I don't need to. Because truth is, a lot of you out there are fully booked or you're busy enough, right? You're not hurting for clients. So why would you discount, right? You should charge your worth and all that. But that said, here's the real truth. The demand for your services really determines your actual worth. So if there's no demand, guys, guess what? Your worth isn't a whole lot. And that's probably for more of you newer people out there, right? If you're just getting out there, you're finding out the hard way, right? There's just not a lot of people knocking on your door every day. So there is a place for discounting. And it's not going to devalue you, especially if you think of it this way. Let's just say your new sets are going to be $300. And you're like, $300, it doesn't matter. Volume, classic with us. If you know us, we just charge one price. We try to make the pricing as simple as possible. We're not, uh, you don't want to have a menu of 80 different services. Do you want hybrid? Do you want volume? Do you want classic? Do you want, you know, whatever, American volume, Russian volume? I mean, before you know it, you just inundate the client with all these choices. And that just makes them want to go, nope, not for me. Just make it simple. If you learn, we've talked about pricing in the past. Once you learn to just charge per hour for all your services, you can boil it down to new set and fill. And for us, we have three prices. Tustin's 405 for a new set, 270 for a two-hour appointment, 203 for a hour and a half. Okay, let's get back to the conversation here about discounting. I want you to think about this. A lot of companies, in fact, I'd say the majority of companies in the world use discounting as a strategy to attract clients. It's not unusual to see almost every brand at some point during the year to have some sort of discount special. And it's almost always connected to a season, to a slow season or some sort of time when they're launching something and they're trying to get a lot of new clients. It's normal, guys. And for some reason, we feel like in our industry, well, we're a luxury service, so we should never discount. And I know where you're getting it from. I know what you're thinking is, well, Gucci Apple, some of these other brands, right? They don't discount. Or Apple, I think recently I've seen it a couple of times where they've given a small discount. But generally speaking, you're not going to be going to these high-end fashion brands and finding 
good deals, <laughs> like two for one deal, buy one, get one free on Gucci. It's just not the way they operate, right? Because they're luxury brands or our aura that they have to basically, you know, have all the time where you go, oh, I wish one day I can have that. That's so expensive. That's okay because they've earned it, right? They've spent years building up that brand. And if you're a new lash artist, and you're like, well, I'm a luxury service like Gucci. No, you're not. I'm sorry. You're not there yet. You have not built up that name. Now, Tusney, it has, by the way. She hasn't discounted. I can't remember how long it's been since she's discounted because she doesn't need to because she's built up a reputation here in the San Gabriel Valley in Pasadena where people just hear about her and go, oh, yeah, Tusney, she's the best. And that's just kind of the, the word on the street by a lot of people who are into lashes and all that. So she doesn't need to attract people by discounting. She's busy enough that we're always trying to almost discourage new people from booking with her. And, and often they do because once they see her prices, they go, I'm not going to pay $405 for a new set. Okay, that's fine. You're not our ideal client. Our ideal client doesn't care. They really want the best and they'll pay whatever it is to get the best. So that all said, guys, it's okay to discount. I mean, if really all these other companies are discounting and they use it as a strategy to get new clients, why are we so above that? We are not Apple. We are not Gucci, okay? So I hate to bring you down to earth, but when you're starting, guys, you're just hustling. You're just trying to get clients in. And really, you only have to diminish your brand. You could still say my new sets are 300 but I'm, for a limited time, I'm discounting at $200 for a new set. That's it. So they still see the value, and they also see your fills. Hopefully, you're more higher price. They go, oh, wow, the price for the fill is still higher. It must be good. But you have to be there. You have to have the skills. You have to deliver. If you just think you're going to get out of beauty school and out of your lash training and immediately be able to charge full price like everyone else, and then you just look around, you're like, I don't know why I'm not busy. It's because you're charging too much, guys. You got to start small and build up. Tusney didn't charge her prices right out of the gate. It was over time, over experience, over basically winning over the trust of her clients. And that every time she raised her prices, the clients went, okay, guess I'm paying $270 for a fill now. So be it because they have all this history with her. If you just out of the gate and think you're going to get that rarely, I mean, there might be some people out there going, I, I was slammed the first day I came out and charging way more than everyone else. Good for you. You know, probably your people skills are there and I'm going to bet your marketing is there. And when you get in there, you deliver good work, at least good enough. And you're going to see yourself get better and better. Good for you. But for most of us, you got to have to work your way through it. Now, one thing to think about when saying, well, I don't want to do discounting because it's, you know, really going to hurt my ability to make money because I really need to make every month, figure it out. I need to make $8,000 or $5,000 or $3,000, whatever that number is that you feel like you need to make. And, but I really think you're selling yourself short because you're only thinking short-term, not long-term. What you really need to start thinking about when you see a new client is the lifetime value of that client. Now, some of you, if you're newer, you have no idea. Like, no, Tusney, her lifetime client stays for like eight years. I mean, she has clients that have been with her for 13, 14 years still. So the lifetime value of those clients is literally forty, fifty thousand $50,000 so far. Like, they're not gone. They're still here. I just looked at one the other day. She's paid over $40,000 over the last 12 years or whatever it's been. Unless it's like 10 years, actually. But anyhow, that said, you need to look at the lifetime value. And when you do, you're going to see that a short-term loss for a long-term gain is a big one. So let's just say your new sets are $200, and you're giving a 50% off deal to get some new people in your books. You're a new stylist, or maybe it's a slow time or whatever. So they come in, they only pay $100. Like, man, if everyone just paid $100 this month, I'd be broke. I couldn't pay my bills. I get it. 
And that's why you do need to have, you know, some savings and you have to be able to cut your costs when necessary down to the bare bones if you have to, if you hit a hard season like COVID, right? But let's just say they pay that hundred bucks. But guess what? They come back, let's say, every two weeks after that, and they pay you $75 for their fill. Well, over a year, that's $1,800. So you lost 100 bucks to make $1,800. That is a great trade-off. That's one I will make every day. I would basically get rid of 100 bucks to make $1,800 all the time. And you need to be thinking that way. Don't be thinking short-term. Be thinking long-term. You know, basically the lifetime value of the client or the acquisition cost, they'll call it like, how much does it cost you to acquire a client? So if you look at it the same way, it's like, well, it cost me 50 bucks or 100 bucks, whatever it is your costs are. Usually your costs are what you pay for advertising or you can, I, usually I don't really, you don't really put your discounting as part of your cost, acquisition cost, but for now, for simplicity to help you out, if you're thinking, well, if I discount my prices 25% for a new set and that's $50 off and I get, you know, for every time I do that, I get a new client. I did a promotion. I got 10 new clients in for that 25% off. So that costed me 50 bucks a client. So, you know, 10, it was 500 bucks it cost me. But those 10 clients, out of those 10 clients, seven of them stayed with me for the rest of the year and each of those clients was worth $1,800. So you spent $500 to make what seven times eighteen hundred, so well over ten thousand dollars. So it, it all adds up, and if you start thinking that way and start thinking like I know I hate it. math, people hate it. They get into beauty because they thought they'd never have to deal with math again. This is the basic simple math you're gonna have to start dealing with. It's gonna help you make better decisions so that you can attract the clients. Now let's look at another way, and this is some more math for you guys. So you may want to get some paper out and think this through. One of the ways to look at this is to only discount what you can afford. And how do you know what that is? Well, first off, you need to know what your cost per hour is when you're doing a client. What does that mean? That just means like when you're in the chair and you're taking over a client, there's like a meter running. It's your cost per hour. It's think of it like a taxi. Well, probably no one knows taxis anymore. But anyhow, there's a meter running and it's going on per hour. Like this is what costs you per hour to have a client in that chair. And how do you figure this out? Well, let's just say right now I'm going to throw some fake numbers, but you can figure this out on your own. First, you want to figure out what your total costs are to run your business. That means your, your salary, your rent, your insurance, everything. Now, you may need to take three months and get an average because not every month is the same. Some months you might buy a little bit more product, maybe one month. You Maybe you have your insurance payments every other two months, maybe whatever. You just have some variables in your costs. So maybe you want to take three months, add them all up all your costs, and then divide by three so you know what one month on average costs you. So let's say it's $8,000 it costs you to run your business. And let's say that you, on average, sell, again, how many hours you sell. You know, if you know us, we say you don't sell services, you sell time, and you exchange that time for money. You know, Tustany, she right now is working three days a week, and she's working six to seven hours a day. So she's selling maybe about 21 hours a week and she's booked out in all those 21 hours. So for her in a month, she'd be selling like 80 some hours in a month. Okay. Now, normally let's just say for you, it's a little bit more because maybe you're working full time, making four, working four or five days. Let's say you were selling 150 hours and you, way you go back again, go over the last two, three months, look how many total hours you've sold. Do not look at how many hours were available because this will confuse things. You just want to get the total hours that you actually sold. Then you basically take the 8,000 divided by 150. In this case, it would be 8,000 is your total cost divided by 150. And that would give you guys, it was $53.33 an hour. The meter, every time someone was in the chair to gain lashes, that's what's costing you to do those services. And then if you're smart, not smart, if you're in the know and you followed us and you've heard us talk about pricing, 
Well, hopefully you're charging more than that. You better, because otherwise you're going out of business. And let's just say you're charging $70 an hour for a service. Like a new set for you is three hours, so you're charging $210. A two-hour fill is $140, and a one-hour fill is $70. And what's good is you're making basically $17 on every time someone's sitting in that chair, you're making $17 an hour. Good for you. You're on your way to a very successful career in the last world. Now, what's beautiful about this is once you know your cost per hour and you understand what you're charging per hour and what the difference is, that gives you some room to discount. So let's just say, you know, you want to give a 50, I think it was like 15% discount. Well, that would be $10 on this. And so now you can charge $60 an hour. Guess what, guys? You're still making $6 or 6 or $7 an hour over your cost. So you're not really losing any money. Now, you're not making as much money, but if you decide to discount, that's okay. You just discount by $10 off the service. And now instead of costing, charging $70 an hour for maybe a week, you're charging $60 an hour and you're still making a small profit. This is the type of stuff that once you start getting a little past the surface and get into the numbers, you can actually understand how to do discounting without really losing money. Now, Again, it's okay to take a bigger discount. If you're like, man, January, by the way, let me get this. When is there a good time to discount? And really, I came up with three times, and this will make sense, I think. I've already said some of this, but let me, I want to emphasize, when is it right to discount? Because when you're busy, no, it's not a good time. So first, when you're new, it's a great thing to do. In fact, a great way to communicate with your clients of your value. Now, if you want to be 250 for a new set, but you know no one's calling you. If they do, they go, well, no, I'll skip because you're new, right? Well, you could charge 150 for now or maybe half off, 125 People have seen your menu. They'll see everywhere in your services that you're actually 250 But for a limited time, maybe your opening month, you are half off right now just to get people in the door. You're giving them an incentive. If you're new, there's really no incentive. A lot of times people already have their client. They already know where they're at. Why would they switch unless they're unhappy? And even if they're unhappy, they're unlikely to start with another new person who hasn't, doesn't have a lot of experience because that's going to continue by their bad experience. So you got to give them a reason to. Um, another reason too is when you have new team members. If you have a staff, we would always discount our new team members. Man, we were really cheap in the beginning. We just wanted them to be working we want them to be practicing. We want them seeing two people a day minimum, and it almost always was a new set. And the way we did that is I think we initially, it was like 75 bucks when they were first on the floor, just in the training mode. And we told people, we're training. It's only 75 bucks. It covers our costs. We didn't make any money. From there to what we call a junior, after a couple of weeks, they would be 150 and then after that, for another two to four, five weeks, six weeks, whatever it was, then they'd be full price at 300 But the good news is during that discount time when they're learning and training, they're getting at least two people in a day because people are like, heck yeah, Integrity Lash, they're like one of the best brands, even if it's a training and it's, but it's cheap. So it's worth the risk. It's worth the trade-off. So we'd have clients who had been gone for a while, just come back just for the discount lashes. because They knew that it was still better than other salons at full price there. And a lot of them would then come back sometimes, or they would just come in. We had our, we had our collection of discount clients who just came in whenever we had new people and they'd get their lashes for a couple months and then they'd wait for our next new hire. So anyhow, that's another good reason to do a discount when you have new team members. And lastly, you got to discount when it's slow, when it's slow, you got to be like, get just, Eat humble pie. Hey, it's January, guys. It's slow, all right? 
or May, August. For us, the two months where we saw a slight dip would be August, probably mostly because of vacations and also people ramping up for school. And then January was usually at least a little bit slower. We were never dead ever. I mean, we literally saw, maybe when we were slow, we went from being, you know, instead of seeing 40 people a day, maybe we'd see 35 something like that. So adds up after a month. So it can hurt the bottom line. But that said, slow seasons are a good time. So in December, you could offer a promotion to come back in January, especially those people who just come in for that one time for that holiday party or Christmas, whatever it is. And But you want to get them hooked. So you offer a special saying, hey, if you book your appointment now in January, you'll get 25% off. And you just offer that at the front desk or you can do an email blast or social media. Just let the message out there so that people who maybe you think aren't going to come back do. In fact, I wouldn't maybe make that a public announcement because you don't want all your regulars getting 25% off. So the best thing would be just those new people when they're checking out, have your front desk as well as your last artist, communicate to them. And if you're solo, you can just communicate this. Hey, if you book now, I'd love to get you in in January. I'll give you 25% off if you book now. I would do that to all the new Christmas people lashes, I guess we could call it. But by the way, I've had to, I've seen this a couple of times where people say, hey, should I discount during the holidays or should I discount during this season for Valentine's Day? And I would say no. I mean, unless you're slow. But if you're busy, that's the worst time to discount. In fact, I know there were a bunch of people I talked to who had discounted when they came back after being closed for COVID and they were slammed. And they're like, why did I discount? Everyone on the planet wanted back in as soon as we opened. And I went ahead and gave them like a free fill or a half off and they lost a ton of money. I know why, because they're afraid. They're afraid that, you know, something people weren't going to come back. And that's just silly. People, you know, they're addicted to lashes. Of course they're coming back. Now, some may take a break. Like uh, we've lost some clients because of the pandemic. But overall, that initial opening, we were slammed too. And then, you know, then things kind of calmed down. And then you might start thinking about a discount strategy of how to get some of those other people back if you can, if they're, if it's just a matter of money or more likely if it's fear, then you're going to have to wait it out. So anyhow, hopefully this gives you a little bit of another take on discounting. I know that discounting tends to be a struggle in our industry. I mean, so many people who did their poll said, no, you should never discount. And I hope at least you'll see there are situations when you should discount. And hopefully you understand how a little bit better, how to discount. And hopefully you just look at the big picture and see that, man, getting clients in, even if you lose a little money in the short run, is how you're going to make a lot of money in the long run. And hopefully that helps you out. If you have any questions, always feel free to DM us at Lashcast Podcast, or you can email me at paul at lashcastpodcast.com. I'm always glad to answer questions and get back to you. We're actually, just as you know, we're trying to once a week have Tustin sit down and respond to all the DMs and the Facebook questions and the emails and all that as a little service to you guys because we do want to help you guys and we don't mind you guys taking what we say and share it with the world. Please do. Help make this last world a better place. It's only going to happen if all of us start sharing more freely with information. We love it when we get credit, but we're not going to be mad if we don't. I see plenty of times someone posting something like, oh, that sounds like us. Maybe, maybe not, or maybe more likely they came to these realizations on their own. God willing, that'd be awesome. That'd be like a great awakening is happening in our industry. We're all just beginning to think for ourselves and verify and test things ourselves. So, and guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And then remember to subscribe, share, and review. And remember, we're giving that $200 Amazon gift card to one lucky winner who posts that review and sends me the, on, to the emails me a screenshot at paul at lashcast.com. On behalf of my Lash Engineer, Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.